Welcome back, strange crew. You are tuned into another trip through life's deep cuts. We hope you enjoy the ride. to volume 65 of the Strange Grooves podcast. I'm Sharice Letson. I'm Kate Milberry. And before we bring you our interview with Dennis Hunt, we just want to give a special shout out to all our Patreon supporters. You dope-ass people, we love you! We love you so much, so huge shout out to Owen Green, Mike Hawkins, Matt Letson, Mallory Kelly, Kristen Monroe, Emmanuel Proud, Kaylin Capson, Jenny Kieleher, Colin Walshoots, Cheryl Johnson. Thank you guys so much for your ongoing support. And if anyone listening would like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash strangegrooves and there'll be all the information you need there. As little as $2 a month. So, Toony Tunes. Toony Tunes. Check it out. Um, and also a huge shout out to our friends at Print3. Thank we you. We could not even be... Who we are, what we're doing. We wouldn't have tangible mail or assets without Print3. Thank you guys so much. Your team rocks. We love you. And huge shout out to Mike and Chris from Second Spin. We love you guys. And Marty LeBlanc from Moncton Record Expo. We can't wait for the next event in October. We'd also love to give a, a special shout out to Host Daddy for all the help on the website. Yes. As well funny. as Ads Daddy, Zach Spear. Really, really appreciative of all of his help with our podcast and the website and everything. Um, Heartbreak Boutique, The Five and Dime. And Backstreet Records in St. John. Thank you guys for all your support from day one. We couldn't be doing this without you. We love you guys, and we love everything about The Strange Crew, and we'd love for you to get involved, whether you want to be a creator, be a guest on the show, get strange shit in the mail, whatever you want, come be part of The Strange Crew. Strangecrews.com. And here's our interview with Dennis Hunt. Hey, Dennis. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks so much for having me. We are... Really excited because I've been telling Sharice about you probably for two years. Um, now, you guys didn't actually get to meet at the time, but she did the Bolorama ads when oh, we right had on. done yes. voiceovers well, with nice you. Well, nice to officially no. meet you. So, although yes. you did some of the photos, he was the voiceover. Right. I don't think I ever made any of like the cut in any the of the photos. I see. I know Andrew did. But it's, but it's so funny how like you always meet people like right. in St. John and in yeah. the community. Everyone's love connected that. in it, some way. They really it's are. A, it's such a small city, but the communities are large because yeah. there's so much creativity and art and in this one small region. It's, it's, it's an incredible city. So I want to get into that uh, and a lot about your love of the city, your love mm -hmm. of music, what you're up to, who you are. So I kind of, I'll kind of start with that. Why don't you give us a little, a bit of an introduction as to who you are, what you're up to, what you're doing. Sure. Uh, my name is Dennis Hunt. I'm uh, a born and raised in the city of St. John, born in 71. And I've lived in just about every part of the city except for West. So I've lived South, I've lived North, and I've lived East. You know and, what, me too. Yeah. <laughs> West side isn't the only, is the only place that I haven't actually resided. Uh, no, but neither. my mom lives on the west side. My now, parents so live on the counts. west side. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's so strange. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I make no secrets about it. Uh, on social media, people that know me know that I love the city of St. John. Yeah. I live in Rossay now. That's where I pay my taxes and that's where my postal code is. <laughs> but in my mind, it's all still regional St. John. Without St. John, there wouldn't be Rossay, there wouldn't be KV, there wouldn't be the outer line areas. Right. Hell yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's talk about amalgamation Gospel or not. from Dennis. I that's a that. topic of another kind of podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, the 
St. John is something me and Sharice, we also share in common because we're Johners as well and yeah. been born and raised here and live and work here and pride ourselves here. And one of the reasons that, you know, we really wanted to have you on is because you have such a love of doing business and doing music and just kind of fostering and nurturing the community. <laughs> and as we've been leading up to some of these podcasts, we've been really getting a lot of guests who kind of share those same mandates. Right. And um, for those of you that are listening right now, um, you can't see it. Uh, you might at some point, um, but we're actually being filmed. Uh, there's going to be a new documentary uh, in right. town. More to be announced on that. But Karen and Jack are here filming us. And, you know, it's it's all about incorporating who's doing cool shit, right. how they can help one another. And that's generally what I've always seen you doing. You do so much. I think mm-hmm. you have, when I was telling Sharice, I think I rattled off seven titles of things that you do. Yeah. So... I have, a, I have a lot of hobbies, but not a lot of Yeah, time. sort of like, so what do we, so where do I start? <laughs> um, well, my love of music is, is kind of where everything all started. Um, I started playing guitar when I was 14 years old, and I got my first guitar when I was 14, and I started playing when I was 15, um, up until I started to learn how to play. I could only hold the guitar and, you know, pretend to, to do chords. Strings hurt. It, it, strings do hurt. hurt. And... Uh, so when I, up until that point, I was actually in, in track and field. I was in, you know, junior high school sports and stuff like that. But I don't know, the guitar just fell into my lap and then my love of music just kind of took over. Sports went on the back burner and not that that's a bad thing. But for me personally, uh, that became who I am. And I just, and, and you're a lot like this. You find an artist, you dig back into their history, you find out what influenced them, then you dig on their influences and then mm-hmm. you do the same thing with them you yeah. just keep going back and back further and further until you can find where that whole evolution of music that inspired you came from mm. so that happened for me as uh, learning guitar and then i uh, the bands that i would follow and then the uh, you asked about the first concert the, the very first concert that i actually remember going to was ronnie prophet at the Atlantic National Exhibition. Yes. I can't even tell you what year that would have been. I was probably about five or six years old. So that would have been... Those exhibition shows, they just Man, like, bring so in the talent. Man, so many people, like everyone has um, an exhibition concert it's true. story. Well, like Kitty Wells has been in yeah. the city of St. John a number of years ago. And so, so many other friends that have uh, gone to those shows and they've seen like the true pioneers of what... We saw the Stampeders last year in Fredericton for free at the exhibition. Like, <laughs> They're yeah. amazing. I think it was a couple Let's years go. ago. It seems like yesterday. And, and those we're guys sorry. as well. I mean, you know, yeah. talking about pioneers of country music, like with Kitty Wells and all of them. Yeah. But then to have Canadian pioneers of rock and roll, like the Stampeders. And those guys are, are like in their late 70s, and they're still going. Oh, and they still They're rocking harder than some and of the fellows in their 20s. Uh-huh. So, boys, and pick, just pick up the, your socks. That's right. And it's just the three of them, they go out on the stage, and they entertain the entire room for the entire duration of their show. They're amazing. They're yeah. great. And, you know, from a musician standpoint, you can't, they're, they're flawless. They absolutely. They truly are. Yeah. Mm. That's one thing it. me and Sharice also talk about is we are not musicians. Definitely wish we were. Mm. Right. But when we saw them, phenomenal show and like oh, two yeah. hours like just giving her drum solos and like phenomenal uh, uh when they played wild eyes 12 minute song yep. i know they just sometimes i watch them and like, they still sound exactly fuck. the same i know yeah. they sound just like the record right they just uh and they're such and you'd think maybe they want to slow down or something but they're like no we'll just no. go even harder they're just like we might have to sit down a few, for a few minutes but insurance tells go. us they make yeah. jokes about it yeah well, ronnie the bass player the first time that i saw them at the imperial he had a bad flu or something like that. Yeah. So he, he, he stayed it up front. They did the first couple of songs. He was breathing. His breathing was a little bit labored. 
So he just told the crowd, he says, you know what? My age, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to give you everything I got, but yeah. I may have to sit down a time or two. And he did. He just gave it. You've got to respect that. He just rolled right through it. You know, some so, people are canceling, you know, yeah. for much less. Hangnail. No shade. No, no shade to Steve and Nick's. Yeah, no shots. We love you. <laughs> yeah. See you in a couple months. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So, so I'm a huge music fan. Um, working at my day job at Xerox, I'm, I, I love technology. Um, I'm a graphic artist, uh, a designer. Um, so these are all things that I learned while I was on my my current role or my current job, and these are skills that I had to know so that I could support my customers better when they would call in, so I'd have a better reference point to you know, be able to speak the lingo that they speak and be able to do the things that they do. So when they've got something that's broken, I can fix it. So that's how I learned uh, photography. That's how I learned my graphic arts and design work. And you know, I still live in Photoshop. And uh, so that's all part and parcel of, of what I do. Um, you made me my very first Frank Zappa birthday card. That's right, I did. Oh, that that's a, cool. That was a while ago. Yeah, me and Dennis met back when I was working at Xerox, and he was like my best bud. When she had red hair. I had red right. hair. It was Kate with the red hair at it that time. It was Raggedy Ann red hair. That was 10 years ago, I didn't Kate. know that, Kate. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird, weird time. It's weird Good times. It was 10 years um, ago. I would have worked there six years ago, but yeah, when I first started, I was there almost four years. Yeah. Um, so, that's but, but yeah, that's how I met Dennis, and... We would always be talking about music. There was like a crew of us, probably about four or five of us. Well, it was it was like the one common denominator that we yeah. all had. You know, in in an environment like that, there's you know there's a lot of age differences and yeah. personality differences. We all come from different backgrounds, but you all find something that you you can all kind of gravitate toward. And, and like you're on a help desk, you're in a queue, so you only have a second to be like, "Hey, did you?" hear that blah, new, blah, blah, like, blah, blah, blah. and then it's like thank you for calling the Xerox help desk this is Kate speaking can I have the first six digits of your serial number thank you okay you know and then Mute it's the like continue conversation yeah it's like right. hey did you hear that new Bootsy Collins album it's fucking sick right? <laughs> and that's how that's what Dennis would send he would send me different things like if he knew I was a Primus fan he'd send me stuff from Bootsy Collins just different things mm. and that was something I always really appreciated right um, and I remember well I showed you earlier but there was a music well, for, video if it's Primus I'm sending you Les Claypool absolutely so but it was one of those things that, like, when it came time to making videos, when I went to one of my first concerts for my way, Promeo, I showed you that That earlier. video's going in the blog. Oh, God. <laughs> it's gonna. You can't well, talk about it and not show our listeners. Throwback Kate. Thursday. <laughs> like, um, quite the best thing ever, guys. And I... I don't know. I need I've, people to make gifts out of that dance. I don't have secondhand embarrassment that often, but I was, like, pretty embarrassed <laughs> watching it. And I don't know why. You're, like... Anyways. But... Awesome. Dennis was like the one guy that everybody went to at Xerox for like graphics. I mean, I remember needing a card for a friend and they loved Frank Zappa. And I was like, I need to make this birthday mm -hmm. card. And Frank Zappa has to be on it. It has to say, have a zappy birthday. And it has to have all these things on it. And he mm -hmm. made, there was like space on the inside. It was fucking awesome. And then um, after that, we started working on conferences together mm -hmm. and doing yeah, videos. And Dennis is really the reason why I kept going into the marketing direction. And like after Xerox, I didn't really know what to do when I was laid off. I was like, oh my God, I thought I was going to be here for 35 years and get my Xerox watch. This was my plan, yeah. right? I didn't really have any, any other plans other than that. And uh, I remember you would always stay in touch and be like, you know, you're creative. You're able to go out and do things. And he always said you'd help me with a reference. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, you're and, kind of uh, like a little sister. So yeah, I just kind of checking in and make sure things And were... really helped my work ethic mm -hmm. and kind of pushed me 
So like when it came time to checking in, it was like, hey, I'm working at this startup and we have this podcast about continuous improvement and these things. And then it was always like, hey, I have this printer issue. Can you help me? Hey, what are you listening to? And then as Strange Grooves has evolved, it's been like, you know, staying in touch. And it's so neat now to have this project and mm. seeing you with your music projects. Yeah. We're actually a little bit more advanced mm. in it. So you have several music projects, to my understanding. So one yeah. is, as particularly, you're, so you're a wedding wedding DJ. I'm a wedding DJ. How did you get into that? Yeah, totally by accident. Right. Okay. The way it originally started was that uh, my wife used to volunteer at the Teen Resource Center. And... Um, and she met a lot of really cool kids. And they, actually, she's still in touch with some of them now. So some of them have, have gotten married and had kids. And, and so whenever they come in contact with her, they, you know, they show her baby photos, the wedding photos. And she's been invited to their weddings when, when that would happen. So a long time ago, she was volunteering with that uh, agency when they were up um, by St. Joseph's Hospital. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And they were just looking for an activity to have for the kids at, uh, at the old location. And so Jan said, you know, um, how about dance? And I had uh, some music gear from playing in bands around town. And so I said, yeah, we could do that. So I borrowed some lights from, from my friend Andrew Olton. And, uh, and then we just picked a night and made it happen. And, and that was kind of fun. So that's where the DJ side of me actually kind of started, I guess you could say. So that was a long time ago, now that I think about it. And prior to that, I, I worked part-time at a music store. Parsonic Music, uh, which is now defunct. So they used to send me out uh, carrying the record crates for the other guys that were DJing, and I'd help set things up. And so a couple of times I got to spin the records a little bit on, on the big system. That was cool. So long story short, there was another guy that was booking weddings around town. Um, he said, I've got a, a date on my calendar that I can't fill. He says, I know you've got gear... I pay you will you do this I'm like uh, sure <laughs> so he gave me the basic details told me where to go gave me the contact person so I called them we worked out all the details and I showed up and and uh, did the event and um, and it was it was I met some really good people and uh, it kind of sparked from there he paid me it was great I liked that part right yeah so, that's always good <laughs> and then so that happened a couple more times and and then my wife and I just thought you know why don't I just do this on my own? So just started, uh, uh, my nickname growing up has always been D. It's everybody has always called me D that, uh, uh, as far back as I can remember. So that's where DJ D came from. So DJ D, that's me. So how do you go about picking a playlist for the Reddit wedding? Like, do you, <laughs> do you talk to the couple about what they want to hear? Or do you have a standard playlist? I'm just so curious how you go about I that. carry about 30,000 songs with me. Right. Plus, I have music subs uh, subscription for my DJ pool. Right. So, if there's a song that they've requested or that they want, and and I don't have it in my own library, I can get it legally. Right. So, um, that's the majority where the majority of my music comes from is my subscription services. So we'll be hiring Dennis <laughs> yes. for our next big party. So, what's the most popular, like, songs at a wedding dance? Like, is there one, a couple <laughs> songs that are like, are you play every time, and they're like, yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely, every 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 dance, old time rock and roll comes out. That's not what I expected, but like, that's yes, great, it does. It's that's true. A great jam. It's true. Well, and it, it it's, I call it a transition song, and there's yeah. a, there's and, and I'll explain what that is. Another another great song that I use as a transition song 
is uh, Big and Rich, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So what, okay. Not a wedding. It's not nuptials. <laughs> right. Until. And I call them transition songs because if I'm, if I'm in, in a spot where um, I'm playing one type of genre, like I'm, I, I'll play absolutely. I'm, I'm what's called an open format DJ. So if, if it sounds good, we're going to play it. Um, so if I'm in the middle of playing some 60s stuff and I'm leading up to 70s and I go back to the 60s, well, then I might, uh, I might throw on a disco tune. It has a bigger feel, uh, like uh, you should be dancing. Um, uh, uh, Bee Gees. It's got a really good driving beat to it. So I love uh, how like much of an equation this all. That's is. what I mean. I like I love it. that. I love that. Yeah. Well, what you have to understand is that uh, in this brain of mine, where there should be factual information about things that are important, it's, it's all song lyrics. Same, mm. buddy. Same, Bruce. <laughs> Seriously, I, uh, Jan and I were just sitting around not too long ago. We were uh, we live on a lake, so we were just sitting back having a cup of tea out by the uh, the lake one night, watching the sunset. And uh, there's Alzheimer's and dementia in my family. And uh, <laughs> jokingly, I said to her, "I said you do realize that eventually you're going to have to speak to me only in song lyrics." I love that because that's the only thing I'm going to be able to <laughs> it remember. Makes it less sad, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, yeah, you know, there, there's there's a whole other conversation that can go you won't know her name, but you can finish the lyrics to old time rock and roll. And unfortunately, yeah, right. <laughs> but so so talk about songs like that. You get a good driving beat, so I can go from like you uh, you should be dancing right up into something like that. That because it's got a driving beat like that, I can go straight into uptown funk. Right, because they, okay. you know, you know, because they're similar and, and they you can beat match them and you can change the key of with my controllers so it, it actually fits. So if I'm playing uh, a rock set, but the the folks want to hear a country tune, well then I'll throw on something like Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy because that rides the line between both. Oh, it's got a got a really good Rides rock and line. beat, <laughs> and then I can go from there uh, maybe out of uh, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy into. Chattahoochee. Oh God, yeah, my grade two Chattahoochee. Yeah, or if the songs get another great beat like that, if I I could technically go from "You Should Be Dancing" straight into "Fishing in the Dark," because it's got a simple driving beat, and once that song fades out and, that, and the, you get the bass continuing on. I'm trying not to laugh because that's usually my podcast sex sounds. Whenever I'm imitating sex on the podcast, I do this. So I just found it kind of funny. I had to okay. put that in there. Sorry, I'll, I'll do people, this. People yeah. know that sound. So just to let you guys know, it's just a beat with a fist in it. Okay, okay. Secrets up. Secrets of strange groups. Um, but yeah, so so I carry a lot of music with me. So uh, I don't necessarily have a playlist per se. Right. Um, on my computer which is down my truck, uh, if I were to open up, you'd see a whole bunch of um, entries that I've created. And it's just a whole collection of songs that I think would work for like 60s, 70s. The right? wedding DJ Pinterest board. More or less. Like, oh, more or this less. one, Ooh, this playlist with this couple. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's fun because I like making mixed CDs for people. Yeah. And I like to kind of formulate how you play at a crowd, but it's interesting when you have a wedding because you have so many emotions yeah. and alcohol. So it's kind of like you have this idea, but then they're like, play it again. I don't care. Yeah, that happens too. Right? <laughs> what's, the, what's the song that gets requested more than twice that happens most often? Um, lately, it's been uh, Billie Jean. That happens too a couple of times. Um, Havana. People okay. want to hear that, um, hmm. and usually some some Bruno Mars stuff gets gets requested over and over again. Wow, he does have the bops. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blanket one that was uh, just requested recently. 
uh, where they asked for it a couple of times. I said, oh, I it's an old time road. Old town road. <laughs> yeah, that's that has come out. Yeah. It'll get more popular. It'll be the new old time rock and roll. Yeah. Give it twenty five years. An embarrassing thing. I, I mean, I, sh- I felt bad for Billy Billy Ray Cyrus. He was uh, there was a clip of him on the Grand Ole Opry doing that song. And he didn't have Naz with him. It was just him and his acoustic guitar and his keyboard player were singing uh, the backup parts. So he was doing like the rap. Yeah. Oh. It was. It was kind of. Okay. Bad. That. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I, I felt like I was looking at a homeless person. Oh gosh. She did <laughs> another rap rough. song not like years back. Um, it was back when Ed the Sox still did Fromage. Anyways, he did one. It was like <laughs> with the achy breaky heart. Oh yeah. And that he was like doing the chorus part and there's just like this I forget who the rapper was and it was just so cringe like cringeworthy yeah. and he like oh god love him like he tries he just needs to like just chill out yeah stand where he needs to with let his, his daughter, guitar and just let do his that daughter verse. Make the money. right realize he's going to be put up into a nice nursing home thing okay. is though like he was more with Old Town Road he was embraced more in the hip hop community than Miley Cyrus was when she tried to do it that's pretty funny it is really funny yeah but, uh, and he's got the long hair now, and, and he's he's looking more like Kid Rock than he's Billy like that. Oh, he's trying to embrace the outlaw country, yeah. outlaw country. And, and now Kid Rock is looking like Doctor Phil, right? So yeah, eventually, sure Billy Ray Cyrus is going to look like Doctor Phil. Wow! Or aspire to full circle. Wow! wow. I want to bring it back to something because I feel like it very much touches on how I know you as a person. So you're a giver. You're like me. And if somebody's like, I don't really know, you're you're kind of an ideas person, and you have the skill set to be able to do things to help them. To. Um, my birthday party three years ago. Oh, at the comedy club, right on. So that was Dennis who did all the lights and everything on my oh, birthday awesome. party. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you know he had the gear, and I was like, oh, well, and you know, Robin right. Hood to the rescue. <laughs> Right, and him brought and Jan smoke too. brought oh, yes. everything. Like he, that was lit. you know, I look back at that party, and that was one of the funnest memories I have in my life. Oh, that's awesome! That twenty eighth birthday. Yeah, I look back on those every once in a while just to kind of see the people that were there and kind of in that realm and celebrate that time. And I, I I've always really appreciated you for always like coming to the table to help people, yeah. and that's never ever gone unnoticed. And that's why I was kind of so pumped to talk to you on the podcast. Because I see you having these tranquil moments on the lake and hanging it with your kitty. Mm-hmm. But I also see you doing all these weddings and working your ass off and being on the radio. And, like, do you ever have time to just, like, play in your band or do anything or, like, listen to albums that you want to listen to? Or is it all mostly geared towards work? Um, no. Uh, like, this past long weekend, uh, actually, I had nothing on the books. So Jan and I, uh, uh, we got up bright and early on Saturday and we went to Grandma Nan. Had a little getaway. Then we came back and Sunday we just kind of chilled out and did absolutely nothing. That's and, awesome. And then Monday we got to do pretty much the same thing, so that was good. We had some friends over on Sunday nights, though. Yeah, I love your original music. I'll have to send some of it to you, but yeah. it's great music. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, you uh, love the lyrics. I, I started writing my own lyrics uh, shortly after I got my own guitar. I could never marry the, the lyrics and, and the chords up together until years later. But um, um, I've always written poetry. So when I was in high school, um, grade 10 English class was, I hated it. <laughs> Joe McIntyre, you were a great teacher, but I didn't do well. <laughs> um, He's so, sitting there right now like, oh, I remember. He's like, cringe. damn it, Dean, I wanted you to succeed. <laughs> 
Um, but then Dead Poet Society uh, um, was out when I was in high school. And then grade 11, I had uh, an incredible English teacher that really made Shakespeare make sense. And, uh, and he, he took some teaching points from Dead Poet Society. And so he just kind of broke the mold at, at St. John High School back at that time and um, allowed me to really gain an appreciation of writing. And so that's when uh, my friend Mike and I used to grab our five and a quarter floppy disks and we would go to the computer room at, at, at the high school, plop the floppy disks in the hard drive and, and, and uh, fire up the word processing program on the computer and we would just spend our lunch breaks writing lyrics. And uh, he's since gone on to be an ECMA nominated songwriter and I still work fixing printers. <laughs> but uh, my songs have actually had some radio play. Um, and I've done a couple of uh, sold out solo shows. I've had uh, I'm great friends with so many of the musicians in the city of St. John. I've played bass in a number of bands around town for 30 years. And so I had some great support behind those guys. So we put a band together and we did a whole evening of just my material. That's awesome. And so sold tickets on that, and we sold the room out, and uh, we did it again another night, um, was, uh, about a year later. So it, once a year, I'll do a show of just my material. It just kind of worked out to be that. So it gives me something to aspire to. Right. So we'll be checking in, waiting for that date for the show. Right. <laughs> it's on the record. <laughs> That's really cool, because I talk to like music, or musician friends all the time, and... I know like friends of mine that played the bar circuit and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And a lot of the times they always say it's really hard to play your own material. Like when you go, especially, you know, especially solo act, right? People yeah. want the hits, right? That's right? When they go out, they want to sing along. They want to know the song. When you're so. three deep in the Alpine, you know, you, you, right. you know, especially in St. John, you got to have the hip. Yeah. You got to have the stones. Yeah. And you know, just whatever you're, whatever, whatever people sit and listen to when they're at home and they're having a couple of beer. Right. That's what they want to hear when they go out. So that must have been so cool for you to have a sold out show for so, like for people knowing that they're going to hear like songs they may have not have heard before. That's right. Just your stuff. Like, yeah. That's it, so cool. And, yeah, and, and that's tying it back into what our community is all about. That's part of the reason why I love the city of St. John is um, the, the arts community is small but it's so intertwined and there's such an appreciation from one artist to another. And there's such a, an incredible support support structure, like Five and Dime. That's a great spot to go and hear some of the local song art, uh, songwriters and singers. Um, and they they really focus on that. Yeah. For uh, independent bands around town, mm -hmm. Taco Pica. Mm -hmm. Santos is, is amazing oh, for he's that. icon. Yeah. He really is. Really. And, um, you know, he invested money to, um, to put up soundproofing curtains so that he wouldn't disturb the people that are now living in the area because he recognizes that, you know, Takapika is far, as small as that place is. It's it's a pivotal milestone for a band in the city. Mm -hmm. So for an original band, for a metal band, whatever the genre is, um, you got to play Takapika. And I also we were talking earlier with Karen and Jack about the all ages mm -hmm. aspect there, and you know, it's not always easy to be um, a pioneer that is okay with that because yeah. of liquor licenses and different things but the community is so um understanding and works together so that nobody's you know causing any issues to any yeah. business owners no one's trying to get sloppy on you know santos's behalf you know and i really appreciate that because mm -hmm. i mean i i 
had to know somebody when I was 15 or 16 to get into yeah, some of the places, right. right? And I didn't drink. I, it's just at the time, if you got caught in there with a liquor inspector and someone underage, they would lose their license. It wasn't anything personal. No, it's oh. just business. But right. it's business. And, like, I wouldn't have wanted a 16-year-old in there either. So mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate the due diligence that they had to do instead of just being like, ah, you know what, we'll just keep what we already do and we'll do dinners, Pegasus type of bands at That's night right. and then just maybe the a show stuff. here and there on the weekend. Yeah. But they really go above and beyond. Yeah. I mean, they dedicate their whole Sunday schedule for all ages kids on Quality Block Party, which, by the way, if you're listening, has already passed, but would have happened, <laughs> what, this coming weekend? Like, so it'd be like probably two weeks ago. ago. Whoa, it's the future. Crazy. If you want to see what happened, check their website. Yeah, check it out. It's yeah. a good plug. That's good, a good plug. plug. Yeah. It's a good one, right? It's like dated, but not. Is it the Matrix? I don't know. I don't know. No, and I, so, I mean, aside from, you know, the stuff that you're doing with the band, how's the radio stuff going? Radio's good. Um, um, I used to have, uh, I had a Saturday show, two to eight, for, for about five years uh, on the wave. And that was so much fun. And... Um, it was something I had always dreamed about doing, but never really had the opportunity. And the way that that happened was really also just an accident. It just happened and, you know, um, right place, right time, right people. Um, so when my little wedding business started taking off, I, 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 I couldn't commit to doing the Saturdays anymore because I was doing more out of town travel. And so I, I had to talk with the station manager and say, and, and he very graciously yeah, he could have. He said, "You know, you know, this is where the road ends. Uh, shake your hand. Nice to meet you. Wish you well in your future endeavors." But no, he he kept me on the books, and so although I wasn't uh, doing the Saturday shift any longer, um, he did keep me on for doing remote. So when the, the morning show hosts are off at another location, uh, they need someone back at the station to either answer the phones, run the board, check emails, send any notices to them, and uh, also too uh, as a business redundancy. Should anything fail while they're out on location, they need someone to run the microphone and just step in and keep the show going. So I, I stepped into that capacity. So that would be bright early mornings, waking up at like four o'clock in the morning, get mm-hmm. ready and oh, be at that. the studio <laughs> for five thirty, quarter to six. Because the show yeah, starts you did at that. six. Yeah, I did that for I wasn't on air, but I did that when Rocky Eight Nine first started. Yep. Um, I was hired to help write their newscasts yeah. um, for the host because they were all new to town, right? right. So yeah, I had to go in for, for five, I believe. Yeah, so it's just, I, it's so brutal to be coherent. Would, would you write out how to say things phonetically? Like yeah, I had to do that. Say? Yeah, yeah, and I remember like when they first first launched, uh, they had to put like uptown St. John, because they were all from where they're from, it's always like downtown, yeah. right? So they had to, yeah, they like, they had to learn all well, this stuff. Ones. So it was really cool. They wanted someone local to kind of help That's them right. out and kind of know the lay of the land. <laughs> hey, so, I, I have to give props to Bruno Mars as well, because... For uh, for in our yeah. region, so many people said, "Who the hell says uptown?" Well, I'll tell you what, Bruno Mars says uptown, that's and right. so did Billy Joel, uptown girl. girl. Yeah, yeah that's so right. come on, so it all exists. you haters, yeah, come that's on, true. yeah, come at I us. I just want to say we're on some pretty big hills. I know. Yeah, we are. We are now it's down Indiana. there, down the town. No, like that, that would work in Fredericton, of course. Yeah, because you're okay. down a hill. Because yeah. you get way down, down a hill. big hill. Makes sense. Hello. Anyways, Ryan, the logistics of towns and how they're built. (laughs) All this and more on the next episode of Strange Grooves. (laughs) That's too funny. I love how it just like kind of rolls like that. (laughs) Yes. 
So one thing I wanted to touch you, I wanted to come back to that you touched on at the very beginning of this episode is you mentioned how you find you discover one artist and then you go back and yeah. you find who influenced them and so on and so forth. Who was that artist for you? Who was that kind of the first artist that you can remember? I'm sure there's several, but do you remember one that was like kind of started it all to kind of influence your, t- your taste? To oh yeah. Is now, or? I, I, I grew up in a church. Um, I grew up going to a church youth group and so one of the very first quote-unquote rock bands that I listened to was uh, was an old group called Petra. And if you look them up, uh, they had... Uh, really they, interesting album covers, don't they? They were very, very much like Boston. They had the same kind of a sound. You probably showed this to me then. Because yeah. for some reason, I'm thinking I can see it in my head. Because their album covers had the same kind of similarity okay. in, the, in the art, which was like a, a guitar memory. slash... Spaceship. Weird. Okay. And the singer uh, had this incredible range, which was comparable to Brad Delp, the former singer of um, Boston. May he rest in peace. Um, So it was these guys. They were the first ones that I was really allowed to listen to because they had the big crunchy guitar. They had the drums and it was loud. Mm. And meanwhile, this is church music. Keep keep that in mind. So the lyrics are very positive. There was a message in it. and, And yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's more metal than anything I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I thought that was Pantera wow. for a second. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Pantera. Yeah. And uh, so it, it's music with a message is what that was all about. Right. And so that band really was one of the first that made me kind of dig and find out what their influences were. Mm-hmm. That's how I discovered Boston. Right. And it was through this voice. And I, I knew that uh, if you were to listen to some of their older songs from like the the late seventies, early eighties, you'd totally hear the Boston influence. And so then I'm driving in, in in the car with my parents, and the radio's on, and more than a feeling comes on. I'm like, wait a minute, I know that song. So that's that's what kind of started me digging back further and further. And then I uh, uh, I used to I saw the music video on Much Music for for more than a feeling. I saw the the drummer behind the drum kit, and he had an afro that was like four feet wide. <laughs> Yeah, white guy with an afro that's four feet wide, um, and then I saw all these people. But then, in reading through guitar player magazines and bass player magazines and every every other music content magazine I'd get my hands on, find out that Boston was really only two people, and it was Tom Scholz, the guitar player, who played absolutely every Everything. instrument on yeah. all of those albums, and then there was one singer that sang absolutely every vocal part on those albums. So they would only have a band when they go out and go out on the road and tour. Mm-hmm. So, so being able to find out bits and pieces about the people that were behind these songs that I really loved was, was a pretty cool thing. Right. Um, Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, Give Me Three Steps. Uh, Saturday Night Special. Leonard Skinner. Yeah. So when I uh, uh, went to, to see Leonard Skinner at Harvard Station a number of years ago, and uh, we, we actually got uh, a passes so we could actually meet the band. Um, I got to shake hands with the bass player, uh, Leon Wilkeson. Oh, wow. who's, um, and, and I met Gary Rosington, the, 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 uh, currently the only surviving member of Leonard Skinner. Um, and got to meet all these other guys that were part of the band that made the music that I loved. It's wow. an incredible thing. Wow. So yeah. you shake the hand of the person that that recorded all these songs and then you go back and you read more and more and more about them and then you almost feel like a symbiotic connection mm-hmm. to them it's yeah. kind of a cool thing Very or true. you spend so much time 
reading about these people and listening to them and then you shake their hand and then the coolest thing is that you find out that they're they're not a jerk. They're just a cool person. Ken Tobias. Oh my god. I was like I'll remember, I'll never forget like pulling up to his house when we had our episode with him. And I remember I was just like, okay, I'm here. And then Kate's like, Are you okay? <laughs> he's the sweetest guy. And he is he? just the uh, he's such a gem. Um but when yeah, but I now it's like when we started Strange Groups, I remember Sharice was like, Man, do you, Can you believe like, what this guy has done? Like and like she said, she's like, Do you think like maybe one day like we could maybe like someday interview Kent Bass and we're like, we'll make it happen. We're going to make it happen. It and then so easy. <laughs> it was one of the, it's still probably one of my, my favorite episodes we ever recorded. It's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It always has a special place in my heart because I grew up listening to his music, like an oldies 93. Right. Yeah. And anyways, to finally meet him and I knew he was in St. John and like me and my mom would drive by in the car on the east side and see Kent Tobias. He's so cool. <laughs> I and know. he's so accessible. He's so he's cool. Really, so he, accessible. He really yeah. is. But it's, I, I met him just a couple of years ago. Uh, I was involved with helping out with an uh, with an auction for um, for Outflow Men's Shelter, and my wife paints. So there was a painting group that uh, uh, oh, was he's going such on. A great artist! Oh my god, he really is. So uh, we were trying to get some, some auction items together to raise money for this organization, and uh, so I got the bright idea. Ken paints. I've got him on Facebook. He's he's every time I message him he's responsive worst he can do is say no so I reached out to him and and uh, he donated a painting and a lovely one too and it was a, a decent size and so he he suggested what the dollar value was that could be auctioned off and and that was great it went for a good price but what I really appreciated was that he was so willing to just donate a piece of his art mm-hmm. And when I went over, he showed me all through his studio. Mm-hmm. He showed me his, his painting easel, and, and we talked about what inspires him. And, and, um, and he um, um, knew that, that I wrote songs, and he asked me to send one to him, so I sent it to him. He listened to it. He offered some, some pointers. I mean, he's beautiful. You know, oh, my God. He's really? a treasure. He really is. And, right. and to know that that just... voice is wow. in our city has sung on stages with some of the biggest, biggest people yeah. in music history. I know. Mm-hmm. And just one of the most humble and his mom is such an angel. God, she is so nice. She gave us pound cake and ginger ale <laughs> when we got there. Yeah. That's awesome. No, she's And like fabulous. more spry than even me. I know, yeah. She and just she just turned like, 95, didn't she? Yeah. She's yeah, just, just turned 95. And she does not look it at all. Well, <laughs> I guess that's a pretty good indication as to how long Ken Tobias is going to be around, so. Yeah. No, that's... That's so, so, so cool. <laughs> but yeah, wow. like just after after meeting him, though, it kind of changed now that I listen to like the records and stuff like that. It's like, oh, like I, I know, actually know this guy, right? And, and, and it's like... And because he's so welcoming and so open, right. you, you can feel like there's somewhat of a connection. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like when we talk and see him, it's very much like a, a powerful friendship and, and love now at this point because yeah. it's just so, yeah. I don't know, mutual. That's nice. Yeah. And he's just so forthcoming to anyone, mm-hmm. right? You know, you come to his house and he's like there. He's present with you in that time. Mm-hmm. And like that's essentially what this whole podcast is for. So it's just for like, well, the week's really crazy no matter how many jobs or no jobs, no matter what you're doing. Life's intense. Life is intense. And it's important <laughs> to just kind of, I don't know, hang out and chit-chat. And like those moments when you guys were writing on your lunch hour mm-hmm. and like those things, those were outlets for you. And that's, a, that's, right. that's a big thing of what we're trying to do in the digital age now mm-hmm. because there's 
you know, a lot of young kids, for example, that will be playing at Quality Block, all ages shows that are 14, 15, yep. 16, 17. And 15 years ago when I was in high school, there wasn't anything you could write for. There was no publication. There wasn't really, you just kind of had to talk to people about it. There wasn't even so, there wasn't even social media. You mm -hmm. had to wear band shirts. Hi, I like Nirvana. Hi, mm -hmm. just so you know, I like Nirvana and ACDC. That's mm -hmm. what you had right. to do, yeah. right? And I think it's going to be a really awesome time over the next little bit to see how more and more people get to express that love of music and, yeah. and bring it to the, to the table. Because I know there's people writing lyrics in their books that never go published and they don't necessarily need to be but even if they could save them on a draft which you know if, if anyone's li like listening you want to be a creator a contributor to what we're doing it's free yeah. i mean most that we ask is if you if you can throw us a, a toonie a month and we'll also send you we'll mail send you as well so yeah, it's like it's you not still get more a toonie. Um, we'll send you, stuff. you know that's usually all we ask for but you know we want to create a place that nurtures and fosters people's love of music and friendship in every format. So I just think that that's so cool. I want to jump into your last question because I know that's your right. your favorite. Right. We can't. I just would feel wrong if I didn't ask. I know. I know. And I'm curious on this. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're on a desert island. Mm -hmm. What are the three records you're going to bring with you? Mm. Mm. Okay. Actually, Petra, I, no, I, I, I can answer that quicker than you think. Um, Weather Report, 8.30 live. Um, I'm a uh, uh, huge jazz fan. So Jaco Pistorius is uh, one of my favorite bass players. And that's um, not that I can play any of his stuff, but I, I super admire. And Weather Report was um, one of those first bands that really helped me understand a little bit more and developed appreciation of jazz. So it was a combination of rock and roll and jazz. And it was um, it was pretty out there, and so weather report eight thirty live. Um, uh, Tower of Power um, again with the bass player, but uh, there's a lot of a lot of funk in there. So um, I can see the album cover. It's got it's got down to the nightclub is one of the one of the first songs on it. It's also a live record. Um, and then my Stevie Wonder. Songs in the Key of Life. Great album. So those would be Excellent. my three. I love that. I love. It's, I always find it interesting when people like know exactly, like they know their answer. Have mm -hmm. you ever thought about that question before? Were you prepared, or did you just? Those, those are the ones that I listen to the most. Right. Um, like, uh, I've got I've got the uh, Tower of Power in, in the truck right now. Um, in my acoustic set, um, one of the songs I'm working up, it's almost ready. Is um, Sign Seal Delivered, Stevie Wonder. So just me Classic. and acoustic guitar. Um, surprised the hell of me that I can actually sing some of his notes. But anyway, that's that's another topic. Um, and yeah, so no, it, it, it wasn't a terribly hard thing for me to, to think of just because it's it's always right here. Right. Right in the forefront. That's awesome. Forehead. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. Like I said, it's been pretty anticipated for a while. I know sometimes schedules can get pretty crazy, but we, we really, really are so happy you were able to come. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for asking. And we will be hiring you to play a party because you throw <laughs> baller-ass parties. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And until next time, keep, keep it strange. If you've enjoyed this, then you have to hit strangegrooves.com for more amazing content.
To support this podcast and music community, go to patreon.com slash strange grooves. As always, keep it strange.